I realized that there were so many things about this job and company that didn't align with how I view things like recruiting strategy, company culture, compensation, remote versus in-office flexibility. And none of these were really things that I felt could be compromised on. It was either I had to suck it up and live with that reality, or I had to leave and find something that was a better fit. Hi, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Next Level Leaders, where I help women in entry-level roles to grow their confidence and advance their career. Today, we're going to answer the question, should you quit your job super early on if you're seeing red flags? Let me tell you about Alyssa. Alyssa Rota is the director of talent acquisition at a tech company based out of LA called Zephyr. She has been in recruiting for over a decade, and she is passionate about the candidate experience, company culture, and employee engagement. She has accidentally gone viral on LinkedIn several times, and it's because she writes about things she's most passionate about. It's exactly what got us connected. Let's go ahead and jump into the interview with Alyssa. Thanks, Alyssa, for being here. Sure. I'm excited. Me too. I think everyone is in for a treat with today's episode because so many people, I think, have either gone through this or wish they had left a company sooner. So I'm really excited to chat about your experience today. And uh, real quick, how I got introduced to Alyssa, I, through LinkedIn, I saw her post come up. And the first thing that caught my eye, it says, I quit my job 45 days in. And it goes on uh, to say that it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And as cliche as it sounds, it just wasn't a good fit. And I will share a link to the post in the show notes, but I'm so excited to chat about this today. I thought I have to have Alyssa on the podcast to hear her experience because it's not often that people are sharing that side of the interview experience or leaving a company because maybe it's something that a lot of people potentially frown upon. Job hopping, for example, is something that I've shared about recently. So We're going to get into all of that today, but I wanted to let you, Alyssa, introduce yourself and uh, tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, well, thanks for having me on your podcast, Nicole. I'm I'm super flattered that you invited me. Of course. I'll try to keep my introduction short, though I do love talking about myself. <laughs> don't we all? Don't we all? <laughs> my name's Alyssa, but you already said that. I live in Salt Lake City, Utah. I have been in the recruiting industry for over a decade now, which is hard to believe, especially because I still get handed kids menus at restaurants. My recruiting experience has been mostly in tech, though I did dabble in healthcare for a few years. Tech is truly where my heart is. I I love hearing the problems people are solving in tech and everything just changes so fast. So, so you're always kept on your toes. It's it's a thrill. As far as what roles I've held, I've kind of done it all in recruiting, corporate recruiting, tech recruiting, executive recruiting, you name it. I've led teams of recruiters, but I've always stayed pretty close to the candidates. And and I can't imagine I'll ever step out of it entirely. Mm -hmm. I just really love talking to people to learn what they do and how they got there 
and also playing detective and, and helping leaders find that missing puzzle piece for their teams. I'm super passionate about Canada experience and I'll stop here while I'm ahead. <laughs> no, I love that. I can tell you're passionate and I I love it. I love hearing all about that recruiting side and there's so many different aspects. Thank you so much for sharing. I'd love for you to maybe give a little bit of maybe a background. Uh, what led up to you looking for a job in the first place to where you landed at that company that you ended up leaving pretty quickly? This past year of my career has been quite the roller coaster, to say the least. About a year ago, I was leading the most amazing talent acquisition team imaginable at a tech company here in Salt Lake. They'd been around for a while and everything was just really stable. I think I was to the point where I was feeling a bit stagnant. And over the course of my career, people were always telling me that I should try the startup thing. Like I'm a mover shaker. I like to go, go, go. And I'd been thinking about it for a while, but I finally took the leap last fall of 2021 and it was the best. I joined a tech startup that I absolutely loved. The, the people were incredible. The technology was cool. And I was having so much fun helping them grow their org. But as the story often goes, they hit some major setbacks, struggled to raise funding, and I ended up being laid off in March of this year. You know, it was funny because I, I wasn't surprised at all. Like I saw the writing on the wall. My leaders were super transparent, so I knew it was coming, but it was still devastating. Right. Like this was the first time that I had left a job on someone else's terms and I just wasn't ready. Yeah. But yeah, that's what put me on the search. <laughs> Tell us what the job search experience was like. I mean, you have recruiting experience. Some people may think, oh, that was probably really easy to find another position. Tell us what that was like. The job search was absolutely insane. And I don't think that word is even PC anymore. <laughs> but yeah, as, as soon as I caught wind that a layoff might happen, I marked myself as open to work on LinkedIn. Within a few days, I had hundreds and maybe even thousands of messages from recruiters and startup founders and you name it. Wow. And keep in mind, so this was at a point where tech recruiters were in the top five hardest to fill positions in the market. So everybody was desperate. And I wanted to talk to as many companies as I could so that I could make the best decision for me and my career. So I responded to the ones that sounded interesting. And I ended up talking to, I think it was 32 companies in one week. Wow. I literally did twice as many interviews as I would ever do on the opposite side of the interviewing because I know what my burnout limit is. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. It was horrible. Like I felt rushed and everyone was trying to move me through the process so fast. Like people were trying to negotiate salary with me before even asking anything about me. Wow. It gave me more insight into the Canada experience than I could have ever imagined. Like, I think I learned more in that one week about recruiting and like how to treat candidates than the other 10 years of my career. So yeah, it, it was a messy experience. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that, that sounds wild. And it can be so stressful. I mean, I think we see the posts on LinkedIn of people, you know, sharing some of their stats of I was in this many interviews or I've applied for this many jobs. And 
that doesn't tell any part of the story like you're mentioning here, because it is very tumultuous at times when you're like, I want to make a right decision, but I also want to be back in the workforce. So yeah, I can imagine that that was, that was stressful. When I was laid off, I did not have near the experience <laughs> that you had. I, I got pretty lucky in finding a position pretty quickly and it went rather smoothly, but this was before kind of the current times where, yeah, there were many companies that were looking for your type of a role. It's such a timing game. Like I always compare recruiting to dating because there are way too many similarities. <laughs> but it's like, you know, if I was the first candidate in the process, they wanted to go slow. But if they already had a candidate that they liked, they would try to rush me through it. And like no one at any point was like, what is your timeline? Or how are you doing? Or like, where's your head? Or how can we accommodate you? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, that sounds so stressful. So fast forward a little bit, you joined a company and realized things weren't going to be a right fit. I mean, the post says you quit about 45 days in. Can you walk us through when you started to realize that it wasn't going to be a right fit for you? Yeah, that question is hard. Honestly, it was probably during the interview process, but there were so many things that played into my decision to take the job that it's it's hard to say. Like what's what's so funny is when I was interviewing, I had a super specific process. Like I had specific questions I asked every company. I like I had a very specific scoring system. Of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <I'm not recruiter. laughs> Why wouldn't you? Yeah. And like I had this like whiteboard with all of the companies and I would do like tallies. And if they got like a certain amount of tallies, I would erase them and not talk to them anymore. But I, I told myself like, okay, as soon as I get my first offer, I'm going to reach out to the other companies in my top three and like give them the opportunity to give me an offer as well. But as soon as I got that first offer, which was with this company, it was like everything changed and I started to panic. Like I worried that the market was going to crash, that companies were going to go on hiring freezes, and that nobody was ever going to want to hire a recruiter or recruiting leader ever again. It was so silly, but that is where my brain went. It was totally unrealistic. Mm -hmm. And I think it was probably my anxiety from being laid off. It was its own type of rejection, even though I knew it wasn't personal and it wasn't rejection. Like I knew that they did everything in their power to keep me. I think I still was like battling that mentally a little bit. So I ended up getting a couple other offers, but this one looked the best on paper. I liked the title I liked the pay. I liked what the company did. And it seemed like an easy thing to sell because let's face it, recruiting is sales. Mm -hmm. And I blatantly ignored my gut, mm -hmm. which goes against recruiting 101. So yeah, I, I won't get into the specifics, but there, there were a few things before I started that rubbed me wrong. And then there were a lot of things once I joined the company that just weren't what I was told. It wasn't the right position for me. It wasn't the right level. It wasn't the right amount of strategy and influence that I had been used to in recruiting. Mm -hmm. And I just knew it wasn't going to be a good fit long term. 
Yeah, I totally get that. And it's so interesting how our gut can really let us like lean us into things that we may not be wanting to think about. So I think that that's such a good reminder to, you know, recognize when something might feel a little bit off and and kind of, I guess, leaning into that a little bit and seeing, okay, what am I feeling and kind of walk through that a little bit. Because sometimes we get a little bit nervous, like, is this a right fit for me or not? And it could be a really great fit for you. You're just nervous because it's something new and different. Whereas, you know, for you, you're saying as things went on, it continued to be a gut feeling that was saying this wasn't a right fit for me. Yeah. And I think that's what was so tricky is like the nerves I had about my decision and which company I was going to go with, but also with this underlying, I'm trying to even like come up with the right words for it, but it was like, I guess this underlying fear that I was going to go to the wrong company or I wasn't going to be happy in a job ever again, because that's where our brains go when we're like, going through trauma. I mean, it was trauma. Yeah. So yeah, I think it was just really hard for me to differentiate the good nerves versus bad nerves. What would you say gave you the courage to leave the company so quickly? Because I think that's something where women especially think, well, I went through the whole process. They chose me over other candidates. Mm -hmm. So I have to give it a shot, even though I think it's probably not the right fit for me it was so stressful getting this job, right? Why would I leave so quickly? And I'd love for you to share what went through your head for that. Admittedly, I did get another offer from another company with a boss I'd worked for before and absolutely loved. But even if I didn't end up getting that offer, I was fully prepared to put my notice in at week five with nothing lined up. I think I realized that there were so many things about this job and company that didn't align with how I view things like recruiting strategy, company culture, compensation, Mm -hmm. remote versus in-office flexibility. And none of these were really things that I felt could be compromised on. And it was either I had to suck it up and live with that reality, or I had to leave and find something that was a better fit. And for me, like I had to leave. <laughs> I get that. So it makes me think because you you kind of did your due diligence. A lot of the times I, I'll ask someone, well, what did you, did you ask any questions? Did you try to suss out the company and make sure that it was a good fit for you so that you weren't trying to simply be a good fit for them, but make sure that that company was a good fit for you in return. And I know you had like your, your whole rubric, your questions, the tally marks and all of that. Were there things that you feel like maybe were you misled on certain things? Or do you feel like some of the questions that you asked you would have maybe done differently? Can you walk me through that? I think the one thing in the interview process that should have told me everything I needed to know was when I asked for four weeks before I would start and they told me they would give me three. And I think that is the single event that should have told me whether or not I should take the job. (laughs) Got it. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, a lot can be so telling in some of these little nuanced conversations. So I, I get that. Thank you for sharing. 
I mean, there were a couple other things too. Like I got an offer less than a week after I had been laid off and they wanted a decision in two days. And I asked for more time and they said no. And there were just a few things that I think a rational Alyssa would have been like, this is a red flag, but a very nervous, fear-driven Alyssa was like, oh, it's okay. Absolutely. I, <laughs> I get that. Yeah. I, and this is such good advice for people out there for future, you know, when they are in that position, there's so many layoffs that are happening. And I think this is such a valuable message to be sharing of, hey, these are little things that are helpful to be aware of. And if something isn't, you know, aligning with you, then lean into that and think about what does this mean? Because for you, yeah, saying, especially when you've been on the other side of things, some people are are nervous that they've never been involved with recruiting or the hiring process. If they went through that experience of saying, hey, I need some time to think about it. And the company responded, you know, we need a response within 24 hours or whatever that might have been. Someone maybe who hasn't had the experience that you've had to kind of push back on that or to know that that's a potential red flag. It's good for them to kind of recognize that from from your experience. Yeah. What would you say you've learned from everything, I guess, in the last little while, especially this experience that you think would be helpful for others to hear? Oh my gosh, so many things. I think the first one is just to trust your gut. Like don't let fear drive your decisions. And then I I think a second is just to break down all of the shoulds in this world. Like I feel like as humans, and particularly as women, we are constantly told what we should and shouldn't do. Like job hopping, like you mentioned earlier, like in theory, you should not quit a job five weeks in, (laughs) but also you should not be in a job that you're unhappy at. Right. I feel like I know so many people who are so unhappy in their jobs and they have been for years and they don't do anything about it. And it's like, if you're not happy, then leave. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, I can be comfortable with a higher amount of risk than others because it's just me. I don't have kids that I support. I don't have a family that I support. I only have a mortgage payment. So it's a little bit less risky for me to leave a job with nothing lined up. So for those that can't do that, like, yes, start looking for jobs, talk to other companies, see what else is out there. But I just don't think anybody deserves to be unhappy at work. I agree. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think it's so freeing. And I loved your post. I would definitely recommend following Alyssa over on LinkedIn because you share from such a unique perspective that it when I read your posts, I feel the genuine heart that kind of goes into them. You know, you kind of see some of the different posts out and about that feels so generic or, you know, just not very thoughtful. So if anyone out there is looking for some good content to to follow, definitely recommend following Alyssa, connecting with her. And uh, thank you so much for being on the podcast today, I know without a doubt, it's going to be so helpful for women out there in the workplace. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. This is fun. What an exciting conversation with Alyssa today. 
I knew I had to have her as a guest because of the fact that she's a recruiter. We think that maybe we hold her to a higher standard in thinking that because she's a recruiter, she will easily find another position or she won't struggle in the interviewing or hiring process because of the fact that she has so much experience as a recruiter. It was really refreshing to hear her side of things and how her experience was and why she decided to quit this position. As she mentioned, she ended up getting a job offer from a previous connection who she is really close with. And that goes to show that networking both internally and externally is extremely important because you never know where that next job opportunity is going to be. I hope that this interview helps you understand your own worth and when to really rely on those gut feelings because like Alyssa said, she wasn't trusting herself based on how she was feeling and when to recognize those red flags. So if you want a place where you can feel like you're in a safe environment to open up about your experiences, whether that is in the interview process, something might not feel right, maybe it's in the salary negotiation or whatever that might be. Maybe you've gotten an offer and now you're second guessing things, but at first it seemed too good to be true. Head over to the Aspiring Female Leaders group on LinkedIn. It is an amazing community that we are building and a safe space for you to share any part of your journey in growing your career or looking for additional opportunities. Hope to see you there. Link is in the show notes. Until next time, we'll see you later.